Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker-Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process and for authors to learn valuable tips on producing and marketing your audiobooks. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Today we're going to talk about what would you like your listeners to do? And this is going to get right down into the why of why you wrote your book in the first place and what's important for you and for your listeners. So let's jump in. First of all, talking about the benefits for your audiobook, what are the things that you are going to provide as value in your book and therefore in your audiobook? Whatever that value is, there is typically a mutual benefit. So you expect to have some benefit to yourself, and you also expect that your audience is going to benefit from your book. Now, many times you might think, oh, this is just in reference to nonfiction. Not true. It's actually very true both for fiction, nonfiction, children's, whatever genre. You have a why for why you wrote your book, and the publishing process is a part of you sharing that with your audience and with the world. We're going to talk about some specific details around this idea of calls to action, but also just getting clear on the ways that you can properly use your audiobook, leverage your audiobook to achieve greater benefits, both for you and for your audience, for your listeners. Let's start with some of the most obvious. When we're thinking about what you want your listeners to do, a lot of times if I were to ask an author that, many times they'll say, I want them to listen to it. I want them to review it. I want them to share it with their friends. Those are all great things. But let's just pull back for a moment because those things are going to happen when they're receiving some particular value from the experience. And so that's what I want to focus on right now. So let's speak for a moment more in the nonfiction world. Many of the examples that we're going to give and some of the topics we'll cover will better fit into that genre, that very wide genre. So, for example, let's say that in your book you have some exercises that you have listed out for your audience to do. What do you want them to do? Now, in this case, I'm going to ask you, what do you want them to do in the moment? You really need to think about a couple things here is what do you want them to do now as they're listening? And then also, also, what would you like them to do later on? So either as an action, maybe when they get home from their travel or when they have a moment, when it's an appropriate time, whatever that other time is, you want to think about 
the now, and the later. Okay. So if we're talking about exercises, let's say, for example, you have some open-ended questions that you've asked, and you want them to write down a response to those questions. Maybe it's about a startup business, they're starting their own business, and you want them to think about how their investors are going to earn a return on their investment. One example. If it were a print book, you might expect them to do it in the moment. Now, they might, but they might not. They might look at the questions, skip over it, and think, I'll come back to that later. Right now, I want to keep reading on into the next chapter. With audio, because they can't just turn the page, you want to make it easy enough for them to do that in an audio version. In the audio version, it's jump ahead to the next track. So if you have this situation where you want to give somebody the opportunity to skip some material and come back to it at another time or do it in a different version, maybe you want them to go to your website, download something, and fill it out in that way. I would recommend giving your listeners the most logical and easy ways that they can do it. Give them some options, all right? So let's say, for example, you've got these exercises that you want them to write answers for. First of all, you want to give them an instruction because as they're listening, if they're in a place where it's not a good time for them to do some writing, then The likelihood is if you don't give them an instruction, they might just pause the audio. They might never start it up again. We certainly don't want that. Why? Because it's not good for you or for them. Okay, they've already purchased the audiobook, but that's not the big goal, right? The big goal is for them to get benefit from this material. They're going to miss out if they keep pausing the audio. Let's say they get back in the car and they start playing the audiobook and they go, oh yeah, I can't do that right now. Turn it off again. And that becomes a pattern. Now, that's not to say that's definitely going to happen, but we want to avoid that kind of scenario. So what can we do? We can say, if this is not a good time for you to write down your answers, I'm going to give you some time to just think about them. And then you can come back and write them down later. There's a download on my website where you can get it at this website address and you can write your answers at your own leisure. When you give an instruction like that, they now know exactly what to do now. They're going to get some benefit by just thinking about the answers. And you've also given them a way to follow through by visiting your website, which, of course, is going to create additional benefit for both of you especially if you as the author have more materials available to them, more offerings available to them on your site, whether that's more books, more information, a way for them to sign up for your email list, whatever that is, you're going to benefit by bringing them, inviting them to your website. And they also will benefit because I'm going on the assumption here that you have a gift that you are giving in your book. And That's why you wrote it, because you have something to share that's of value. When they engage with you more, the chances are that they are then going to receive more value by coming to your website and continuing that engagement. So what do we do in an audiobook then when we have an example like this with these instructions? Then how do we handle that? 
the best way is to time out the questions to give some time for people to give some thought to that. And you'll want to make some determinations about how long that is. If the question you're answering is something that if they think about it for a moment, they could easily answer yes or no or something short and simple, then you don't need much time to leave for them. If it's a more complex question, maybe you're asking them to really dig deep into some memory of an experience that they had around some particular emotion, for example. In that case, you're probably going to want to leave a little more time. And yet you're trying to find just the right balance, right? You don't want to leave an excessive amount of time, but just enough they could at least get to a beginning to answer that question. And then ideally, if they need feel like they need more time in the moment, they can pause the recording briefly while they finish that thought and then continue on. Or in your instructions at the beginning, you can also say, if you need more time for any of these, as you're thinking about any of these questions, please feel free to pause the recording and then start it again as soon as you're ready. So that's a different reason for pausing the recording, right? It's not because, oh, I can't do this right now. It's because I'm doing this right now. I am engaged in the process, and that's a good thing. The other thing about how we would handle that is we would want to include some appropriate music underneath. Now, depending on the content, that's going to vary. If it's uh, business content, we're thinking about our business goals, it's probably going to be different music than if we're like digging into some tender emotional experiences, right? So we want to think about what's happening and what's appropriate for that underscoring music. Okay, now let's move on to another kind of experience that's fairly similar, but a little bit different. And that is meditation. So if you have a meditation that's included, audio is a fantastic place to be able to offer this because if you read a meditation in a book, you can't be doing the meditation at the same time, right? In an audiobook, you can. So you can actually provide a whole meditation experience, a guided meditation. Again, for any silences, I recommend that we have some music in there. It does a couple different things. One is its music is a wonderful way to also help us. As an example, Shell Masters recorded with us Money Magic, wonderful book. And she does these change patterns at the end of each chapter. And we added underneath that some theta wave music, which is a great way to actually enhance the experience of the change piece that she would be narrating for each one. You can do that with any range of music, that something that's appropriate. But it's going to depend a lot on the piece that you're doing. Anyway, recommend that you include some kind of music or sound in those spaces that would otherwise be silent. And the reason is that if we go to total silence, what can happen is in our minds, we may get distracted by the fact that it is totally silent, that we don't know for certain, did the audio shut off? Are we still going? How long is this silence going to be? When we have music, we, our mind doesn't tend to head in that direction unless the music is excessively long 
for the instruction that's been given. One of the other cool things about both of these examples, the exercises and the meditations, we've done this many times with many projects, is that then you actually can take the unit of the exercise or the meditation, have it on your website. You can either use it as an, a product on your website that you sell but give away to your audiobook customers, or or just make it available as an additional like bonus material that's available that helps people get to know you and what you have to offer. Just a, a couple other things to think about. Many times I've listened to audiobooks that we didn't produce, but and there will be a list of questions, and they just get kind of rattled off as if it was a paragraph, and there, were, there weren't any questions in there at all. But it's very frustrating because if you ask me a question, my mind will automatically want to answer it. And that's true for all of us. There's a, a book called Affirmations, and it's all about how when we say affirmations, where we're saying this thing is true, all right, that many times part of our mind is meanwhile saying, you liar. And the idea of affirmations is that instead of making a statement about something that may not be true yet, if we ask questions like, how am I so healthy, then our mind will automatically try to find an answer to that question. And similarly, here, if we're asking questions, we're automatically going to try to answer them. If we are not given any time to do, then it's just annoying, right? It's frustrating. And I feel like, okay, don't ask me questions if you don't want me to even try to answer them. So we want to allow for think time, basically, when we provide, when we're asking questions that we really want our listeners to think about. Another thing about instructions and thinking about what do we want our listeners to do. As I said earlier, having them go to your website provides additional benefit for both of you, mutual benefit. And so finding the ways in which it is appropriate to invite your listener to the web is really valuable. Now, with a nonfiction book that becomes much easier and more logical, if you will, especially if you have visuals or meditations, other things that you can offer as downloads from your website. But there are some things as well that you can think about with if your book is fiction. One of those would be in your about the author or in that section at the end of the book where you invite people to come to your website to learn more about other books that you have coming out or have available to join your email list for updates and events, things like that. And I'm going to talk about some other options as well as we get a little further into this podcast for ways to invite your listeners to your website. I want to mention one other thing before we take a short break, and that is that there are also opportunities to invite people to come to your site to download a free gift, to download a checklist, perhaps. So one example is with the book that we did, A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating by Yami Kazorla Lancaster. In that, she had many different lists, and so that was a great way to share those lists, not only within the context of the audiobook, but also as downloads from her website. 
And then you may have other lead magnets or other information and materials that are appropriate to your audiobook content to where you may want to invite listeners to come and visit your website so they can get even more value from you. Let's take a short pause and we'll come back and talk about some additional ways that we can both add value and also leverage our audiobook for success. Here at Pro Audio Voices, we love working with authors who have a big goal in mind. They really want to reach out to their audience around the world. We're here to help make that happen. It starts with our pre-production process, where we're evaluating and determining what elements of the audiobook we can leverage to both create an excellent listener experience for your listeners, as well as drawing them to your website to engage with you further. It continues on through the production process, making decisions that will enhance and support your big goals, as well as creating a great listener experience. But we don't stop there. Once the audiobook is live, we move on to helping you market your audiobook with the Audiobook Marketing Program. Come check us out at ProAudioVoices.com. To schedule a call to talk about your audiobook project, click on Get Started. Okay, so here are some of my favorite techniques for offering an additional way to get people to come to your website, which again is going to provide more mutual benefit. And then we're going to talk a little bit about goals and things like that. Two of my favorite things. One is an interview. An interview with the author is a great piece of bonus material that you can include typically right before the about the author or right after the about the author. Now, who's going to do that interview? Maybe you already have one that you really love that somebody did and you have access to and the audio is good. If that's the case, you could certainly use that. Otherwise, you may be able to have your narrator interview you or Typically, if you're working with us at Pro Audio Voices, it might be me interviewing you. Find somebody, it may be somebody in your industry, somebody completely unrelated to your audiobook process that you ask to do an interview of you. You can provide the questions that you know you want to answer, and that is really helpful to your interviewer. Now, here's what I suggest with that interview. Whatever the length is, don't include the entire interview in the bonus material. Include just the first part or a part, and then invite the listener to hear the full interview on your website. Then you take that full interview. If it's a video, awesome, that's great, highly recommended. Then you can put it on YouTube and embed that on your site in that way. If you don't feel comfortable being on camera, that is perfectly acceptable. You have a couple options. You could just post the audio itself as an interview. You could create it as a video, but replace you on camera with some other visual. And that could be your book cover, your headshot, pictures of you doing different things. It could be any number of things. It could be quotes, text from your audiobook, all kinds of possibilities. But the idea of course, is to get them to your website. And also the interview process 
that it's a way for listeners to get to know you as an author. And that's a great thing. Listeners like it. And it's great for you as an author as well. My other favorite technique is if you have more than one book that is appropriate for the same target audience, then offering a sneak preview of that other book is a great thing to do. Now, it doesn't have to be much, and it doesn't mean that it has to be exactly the same. Let's say, for example, you're writing the next book in your series, and you're not done with it yet. It hasn't been through the final proofing, but you have a first paragraph or two that you really like. You can record that, and then no one's going to like call you on it if a few words change later. Right. The idea is to give them a taste of what that other book is. Now, you may say, oh, my other book isn't in audio and therefore I shouldn't do it. Oh, contraire. I say that if it's available, you should do it. If it is coming, you should do it. Again, the idea is to give people a taste. If it's not an audio book yet, then they can get it in whatever other format it is available. OK, now the other thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap up, and that is that all of this comes back to your why. Why did you write this book in the first place? What compelled you to work your way all the way through the publishing process, which is very challenging. It is a steep learning curve for so many of us, and there's usually a lot of expense to it. Something in your heart, something you are passionate about has driven you forward to get to that place. What was it? What is your why, both for yourself and also for your listener? How does it help you? How will having this audiobook out there in the world, what will having that do for you? What will having your audiobook out in the world do for your listeners? I want you to take the time to seriously think about that question. It might be that you're just going to provide some really great escape entertainment. That has value. Know the value that you're offering so that you can really come from a, your place of passion, your why, when you go forward as you're thinking about what you want your listeners to do in response to listening to the audiobook that you are providing for them. I would love to hear your questions about any of this, your comments. I'd love to hear about techniques and things that you've done with your audiobook and how that's played out for you. Or if you're in the process of thinking about getting your book into audio, want to explore some of these ideas with us at Pro Audio Voices, we'd love to do that. We do free discovery calls and strategy calls and, and love working with authors. We're out there to help inspire the world through the stories we help bring to life. Have a great day, and thanks so much for spending this time with me. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.